We believe in functional mental wellness, a holistic approach to mental health. We know that there's hope for those of us who have experienced trauma, even profound trauma, and that's why we created the Universe Is Your Therapist podcast. We believe whether you call it God, the universe, source, unity, or love, that there is something much greater than us that conspires for our good. We envision a world of healing and connection, and we teach you simple but powerful practices that integrate your mind, body, and spirit so that you can come home to your highest self and your truest identity. You are not broken, you are loved, and you can heal. My name is Amy Hoyt, and together with my sister, Lena, we will take you on a journey of healing and self-discovery. Hi, welcome back. We are so excited to have you back and One of the things I forgot to mention on our last episode is that we've done some rebranding. So you may recognize the name of the podcast, well, wherever you're listening to pods, but you'll notice that we've changed the graphics. And we're really excited about these graphics because they conjure up images of connection and, you know, the pair of hands. I can't tell if there's three different people or two, and I can't tell if it's male or female or a child and a parent. And so it just feels really um, calm to me and connective. So we hope you like our rebranding. And we also wanted it to align more with our um, Mending Trauma and Mending Together program. So we're excited about it. Today's episode, we're going to actually talk about adaptive soothing mechanisms. Is that the right title? Uh Uh-huh. Adaptive self-soothing. Self-soothing. Okay. So our last episode, we talked about maladaptive or adaptive coping practices, and we went over all of that. And so we want to go a little bit further in how to self-soothe in a way that's adaptive, that's going to extend life and extend our ability to thrive and connect. All right, Lena, what do you have? For adaptive self-soothing, we are very familiar, many of us, with the list of things that we can do. A lot of times it's packaged in the terms of self-care. And I was thinking about this and I was thinking that really one of the most effective ways to engage in self-soothing is to get into the present because in the present, everything's okay. Right now, nothing bad is happening. I'm sitting here talking to you. I don't need to worry about what's coming next. And in the present moment is when we can connect back to self and to others and to our benevolent power, the, um, the power that is greater than ourselves. And so in thinking about the concept of self-soothing, I think it's important to come from the umbrella idea of finding ways to get into the present and to tolerate and enjoy the present moment. What are your thoughts on soothing? I like that. You know, I was thinking of the typical list that we teach our clients. Um, And so I, you know, I'm a list person. My brain works more like a spreadsheet. (laughs) And so I always go to the list, right? So I love that it's, it's more creative and it's more open 
as you're explaining it. Um, I, I know what works for me and they're all the things that we've been told over and over that seem quite frankly, too simple to work. Go on a walk, get off your screen for five minutes. Um, connect with a friend. Um, prayer, meditation. Let's see, what are some of the other ones? Proper nutrition. We absolutely know that trauma causes um, malnutrition because our bodies require so much. I shouldn't say it, it causes malnutrition, but it sets us up for potentially being malnourished because trauma requires so much from our body to recover. And when we haven't healed the nervous system, it continues to require a lot from our body. Uh, until we do heal. And so, you know, micronutrients and nourishing our body, um, bilateral stimulation through a walk. Um, let's see, what else comes to mind? For me, one of the things I love and I often forget about um, is dancing to music and just putting my headphones on and dancing. And that more than anything just gets me into the present and I just feel so euphoric and light and connected. So those are the things that come to mind for me, but I love the way you described it of under the umbrella of getting into the present moment. Cause I never thought of it like that. Right. I think it's a great way to conceptualize it. And as you mentioned, it allows all sorts of creative um, opportunities to occur. One thing that I've done in the last few months, um, having moved to Missouri last summer, is I've taken a picture every season from my front porch. And it has been so fun to be present in a moment where I'm taking a picture, noticing what's happening in nature. Oh, I love that. Yes, it's been really fun. That's going to be really neat to see over time. Absolutely. Especially moving from a state where the seasons weren't very pronounced. Right. Yes. Wonderful. So photography. I mean, sure. About being in the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing, and I, I used to do this um, without any conscious awareness of the reason why I was doing it. But when your kids were much younger, I used to work at a very stressful job with a lot of um, demands on my ability to hold or contain very disrupted nervous systems that were present in my office or in a group. And I can remember calling you on my way home from work a lot of times and saying, I need baby time or I need time with your kids. And as we were talking about the self-soothing just a few minutes ago, I was thinking about how naturally we do this with babies. So oftentimes when we have a baby that we're holding, we will sway from side to side. Not always, but it's oh, yeah. very common to observe. And what that swaying does is it, um, it actually physiologically relaxes and brings into regulation our nervous system. And it's something that our bodies will do oftentimes very naturally without any conscious awareness. 
So it will depend on what your circumstances are in life, but there are many creative ways that we can engage in the present moment. That's a great uh, point about babies and swaying. I love that. I feel like it's easy to lose that when we're not, <laughs> when we don't have babies, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, one of the things I wanted to kind of go back to from the beginning of our conversation is we talked about self-care as self-soothing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm really aware of is that in popular culture, when we talk about self-care in magazines or um, online, a lot of times that self-care is um, kind of packaged in ways that are very luxurious and very, you know, like going to the spa or getting a massage or getting a pedicure or shopping. Um, And while those can be soothing, I'm not denying that at all. Um, I think what we want to do is is think of self-care as self-soothing and make a real distinction between those two, actually. So we have self-care, kind of popular culture, what self-care is. We're talking about self-soothing, which may or may not include some of the self-care menu that that we have all grown up hearing about. I think that's a great um, thing to point out because if you if you conceptualize it from the point of getting present, then it's less about that list that has been provided to us over the last several decades. And it's much more about simple ways of coming into the present moment. Um, The body scan exercise that we did on our recent podcast, that is a way to get into the present moment, going outside and noticing what's happening in the clouds or if there are birds around that's something that gets us into the present moment. So I love your distinction that there doesn't have to be a big cost. There doesn't have to be a half a day or a weekend set aside. In fact, the brain creates new neural pathways much more effectively through repetition instead of over these, uh, instead of these great um, kind of large events that have been packaged as self-care. So self-soothing is different. That's great distinction. Thank you. Um, The other thing I was thinking is that a lot of times in our society, when we talk about self-care, not always, but a lot of times it's about the appearance of the physical body or the maintenance of the physical body. And I think physical health is important. I want us to also make sure that we're being motivated by what is going to help our mental, emotional, and physical selves when we're thinking about self-soothing. Because honestly, one of the best gifts we can give ourselves is to conceptualize ourselves as a whole person and not have these, um, these, dissociations from our spiritual self, from our emotions, etc. And so I think self-soothing in a very holistic way is what we really want to promote. So with that in mind, um, what is your favorite thing to do 
to self-soothe when you're really distressed? Sorry. I think, um, for me breathing first and when I'm really distressed, um, because if I'm super distressed, then I'm so disconnected from my prefrontal cortex. I actually can't even think of using my tools. So breathing to get me back into, um, my prefrontal cortex, get the blood flowing there. What's your favorite breath? Oh, I love the double breath sigh. The physiological. The physiological sigh. I think it's freaking brilliant. I've never, ever had anything work so effectively for me. Do you want to demonstrate it for our listeners? Sure. Yes. It's lovely. Um, So the physiological sigh is a deep inhale with a brief pause and then an additional inhale and then an exhale as if you are sighing. So it may look like this. I can right this second, I can feel my shoulders relax. So that's, sorry, go ahead. Fantastic. I was going to say, I know best practices is to do the inhale through our nose, but, but that's the gold standard. It doesn't actually, I mean, any double breath sigh is better than no double breath sigh. Absolutely. And that is something that we've worked um, really hard to be conscious about is making sure that we are um, setting up our, our practices and our uh, programs in a way that it's not all or nothing. Something is better than none thing. And, and we both believe very strongly in that. So that's my favorite. And then the next thing I do is uh, take a walk. Walking, walking is so good for me in terms of being in the present. And sometimes I don't do a very good job of that. We were talking to our cousin on Sunday night and she was talking about how sometimes she sees me walking while I'm reading. And so I'm not saying that every time I go for a walk, it's on purpose to be present. But what I have found is that going for a walk when I'm conscious of it can get me present very, very quickly. It's a great distinction. I was very impressed that you can read a book while walking. (laughs) (laughs) That was new information for me that we found out at the Super Bowl party. You're very talented, my friend. (laughs) I certainly can do that. That's awesome. Okay, so self-soothing in a way that's adaptive is going to look different for everyone. And if we, just to wrap up for our listeners, this is a shorter episode. If we can keep in mind that it's anything that's going to keep us in the present moment or bring us back to the present moment, we're going to probably choose something that's going to address our physical, mental, spiritual health in a holistic way. That's really well said. I like that. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And we'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to go deeper on this subject or any other subjects we've covered in the podcast, 
We are so excited to be launching our signature membership program at MendingTrauma.com. This is a trauma-informed mental health membership where we combine clinically effective practices, courses, and mentoring while putting you in the driver's seat. We teach you how to heal your trauma with the latest research combining mind, body, and spirit. We want to walk you through a healing journey while also empowering you. If you have felt this episode is helpful, we would absolutely love if you would go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your pods and give us a review. We'd also love it if you would share it with someone you think it might help. Tag us on social media at mendingtrauma.com or at Amy Hoyt PhD. We would love to reshare. And also, if there's anything we can do to help, we would love to hear from you. Email info at mendingtrauma.com. Give us your suggestions or topics you want to hear about. We would absolutely love to be of more service to you. We're so excited because we have so many good episodes coming up in season two, and we can't wait to go on this journey with you.